0: Yo yo yo. Welcome back to the Walk It Talk It podcast. I got a special guest here. Filmer, photographer, whatever you want to call him. Colin Stork. That's your last name, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, man, 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 yeah. man. I, I was definitely like curious about that. I'm like, damn. People fuck-. fuck it up. <laughs> Bro, what do people say?
1: They say stroke usually. Oh, they for mix, real? Yeah, they mix the O and the R. That's ca- Or like Storky. They like Dude, that's what I thought e the, the first time. I was like,
0: <laughs> damn, is this Storker Storky?
1: Silent E. I'm like the bird. I'm fly as shit. Tight,
0: tight, tight, tight. So first question I always like to start off with is I ask everyone, I ask everyone this question on a scale from one to ten. Where's your mental and where's your physical as far as like health, all that, body, all that. Bro, I'll start, I'll start you off first just so you get like a good idea. Uh-huh. On a on a scale, so my mental, I'm gonna say, bro, I ain't gonna lie. This morning, bro, it was like a three. The first thing I did, bro, woke up, stubbed my toe, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bro, I
0: stubbed my toe, bro. I started off the morning bad, but we we good now. We good now. But other than that, physical, I'm still like an eight, pretty smooth. I like tore, I like strained my bicep at the gym, bro. So now I'm back up to basics.
1: This week or today? Like two
0: weeks ago, bro.
1: Oh, it's probably still messed up. Yeah, huh? bro. Yeah. That's why I'm
0: like, damn, bro. Damn. It's getting there though. So it's, you're
1: just skipping arms, or?
0: So like the last like two weeks, I've been skipping arms. And I've just been, like, doing doing very little arms. I've been doing literally just, like, legs and cardio, bro. Uh-huh. And, like, some, like, chest and back. Right. But it's been terrible, bro, because my routine's are 'cause Because I go, like, five days a week, and I have, like, a whole routine set. So when I did that, it was, like, fuck. But anyway, where you at mentally and physically?
1: Yeah, I really like this question. Um, I'd say... I noticed you answered in kind of a short-term perspective, but I'm just going to give oh, no, go kind of the last couple months. Yeah, and bro.
0: no, bro, say all you want, bro.
1: I would say probably I ate for the mental. Um, I'm in a good spot. I haven't been sad in a while. I'm super happy, but there's always room for improvement, so exactly. I leave those kind mm-hmm. of two points there. Uh, I've been super locked in. I'm focused. I'm inspired, and I'm really hopeful for the future, and I see that it's going to be great, so yeah. I'm, I'm hanging in there mentally for sure. Uh, And then physically, that's where I need to improve more. I mean, I'm definitely healthy. Um, My body feels good, but I definitely want to work harder on myself. So I put that at like probably a six. Type type? Yeah. So
0: what do you mean by work harder on yourself?
1: Well, I kind of forget that the gym exists uh, (laughs) throughout like the monotony of daily life. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's not too much monotony, but kind of... I always say like, Oh, I wanna do it, yeah, and then I'll forget for like a couple months and keep in mind this is with me doing sit ups, push ups, pull ups every day so I'm doing Oh, so you okay. So you I'm doing it shit work. at home. I get my exercise, I walk a lot during the day, I run sometimes if I'm late. That's <laughs> so right. <That's> so, right. <laughs> so like yeah, no, I think that if I really focused and applied myself, I could probably hit the gym three days a week for 30 minutes, an hour or so. Start there. Keep building up a little bit. Not that I want to be huge or swole, but I do yeah. want to stay fit. So just
0: be, just be healthy in general.
1: Exactly, right? And that's Yo. a good way to stay healthy. I mean, I'm young now, so it, it's much easier to stay healthy. But I know as you get older, get you harder. need to work a yeah. lot harder, right? So I'd rather get into the habit of it now than... Wake up one day and be like, what happened? No, you know? facts, facts. Wait, how so? How old are you again? I'm 20. I'll be 21 in like two months. Oh, oh okay. Wait, you, your birthday's in June, July.
0: Oh, I'm tweaking. I'm tweaking. How about say, are you Gemini? I was about to say, damn, I'm a Gemini too.
1: <laughs> nah, bro, I'm a Leo.
0: Dude, I don't get all that stuff. Bro. I ain't gonna lie.
1: Look, I don't know the first thing, <laughs> bro, I don't know anything bro. about it, but
0: bro, because like, I only know. I'm a Gemini because my my girl be telling me like, oh yeah, you're a Gemini, and because your birthday's in June. But yeah, I don't know nothing about all that other <laughs> horoscope stuff like that, bro. I would like dead ass like tell a person I'm a Gemini. It was like, oh, you're a Gemini. Yeah, I'm like, people, bro, damn, like
1: people tweet. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, damn, what I do? They they make judgments really quickly, bro. And if that's the second question you ask somebody, you're a shitty person, bro if what's your name and then what's your sign that's, that's bro, the first bro. two questions
0: i remember like a while ago i can't remember when bro i went to a party and like this girl was like oh um when's your birthday and i was like june and she's like oh you're a gemini sure. i'm like <laughs> i'm like yo what
1: they're like walk away no I'm, <laughs> like,
0: I'm like what like dang
1: my new response to that question is like why do you ask Bro, and, and I've not once got a good response to my my rebuttal. Why do mm-hmm. you ask? And they're like, "Well, you know, it's fun, or like this or that, or so I can know about you." Right? Okay, how does that help you know about me? Like, let's be honest. Literally, bro. literally. Like, why don't you just ask me another question about myself? What I do for work? Do I have siblings? No. Like, <laughs> where am I from? Right. No, literally. I feel like that's a more direct way to work, to learn about someone than like looking to the stars for answers. Exactly.
0: They automatically assume. And now with that, so do you believe in that, like, the horoscope stuff?
1: Nah, bro, not really. Yeah, I'm I'd,
0: not really too big of a fan of that myself. It's
1: a statistics thing, right? So it's probability. If you take a group of 100,000 people that were all born in October and 51% of them all have a trait in common, then they'll be like, well, since you were born in this month and you're this sign, then you're more more likely to be this. So, I mean, technically, yeah, on whatever whatever, like, group of people they tested it on, that was true, but it doesn't mean that applies to everyone within the group that's or people saying. without the group, or people not included in the group, you know?
0: No, that's true. That's very true. Because I'm like, people be like, that's why I say I don't, like, know anything else about that stuff because I'm like, bro, like, I barely, like, there's some, I'm not going to lie, there's some things, like, my girl, like, she's, like, showing me, like, the signs of, like, a Gemini, and some of them are like, pretty spot on. For sure. So I'm be like, yeah, that makes sense, but like, I cannot get myself to believe that at all.
1: I related to the Chinese Chinese cookies, the fortune cookies. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel yeah. like the things that they put on there are vague enough to apply to the majority of people, so they think it's cool. So Fact. it's like just like what you were saying. Yeah, some of it makes sense, but that's the point. Exactly. They're not gonna say yeah, like, yeah. oh, you ate eggs this morning. No, like, facts, not because because they're probably wrong. But, no, exactly. Yeah, oh, that's you, true. you that's inspire true. others. Like, well, everyone wants to believe they inspire others. So exactly. Of course, like,
0: yeah, I actually never thought about that that way.
1: Like, that's smart. It's like confirmation bias, bro. That's
0: very true. That is very. True. I never thought about it that way. That's funny. For real. So we know you. People know you're a filmer, photographer. Uh-huh. We'll getting to like? What was your? Because you kind of just like popped on a scene. I remember I was like, I met you through a mutual friend, uh-huh. and like you just came out of nowhere. And I, I th- but I'm gonna have to say this now. I'm just gonna say this. I had to have been the first one to like start working with you. Yeah. Because as soon as I started working with you, like later on, like as time went, you just started like popping like crazy. <laughs> I was like, "Yep, I gotta take that credit."
1: No, you're right. Uh, that was the video I did with you was my first like music video in Minneapolis, and I had done things prior in New York. Um, but you were when I moved here, I took probably about six months off to kind of get into the swing of things, and then I realized I hadn't done any videos in six yep. months, and I would do one at least once a month when I was living in New York. So I'm like, "Damn, I need to get it started up." But you don't really know where to start when you move somewhere new. So exactly. It's like, I kind of just. Sat back a little bit and waited for something to come to me. And it did. And through that mutual friend, boom. We got that first yeah video locked in. And then the artist that was featured on the song with you, I yep. started working with him. And then, you know, his friend needs some, whose friend Fags, tells their friend. Bro. And, you know, it's kind of word of mouth for sure when you're doing that when you're doing that thing but dude, that was huge. I did pop up out of nowhere out in terms of like out here. Exactly. Come on, that's <laughs> what I
0: meant. It just popped out of nowhere. So let's get into that. So you say you're from New York. Yeah. So what was your early what was your family life like and what did you like how'd you get to Minnesota?
1: Shit. Well the Minnesota, the Minnesota question. Long story short, my parents were moving out of New York and I have three younger siblings. So mm-hmm. they they were they were going with my parents. And I had just graduated high school around this time. Uh, I wasn't 18 yet, but I just didn't want to go to Tennessee where they were moving because it was like in the middle of the woods. Oh, okay. They are moving to Tennessee. Right. And so I had these like artistic dreams slash like entrepreneurial dreams, which right. just seemed kind of impossible in that environment. Like the New York grocery store is like 15, 20 minutes away. It's fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. I need okay. to be in a city somewhere. Yeah. It doesn't have to be New York City, but a city is better than fucking the country, right? Right, right. So... I kind of just put the question on them like, yo, what if I don't come to Tennessee and go somewhere else? They're like, where are you going to go? And so I had this friend, Colton, uh, who I'd met prior and we were for a while going back and forth between I'd go to Minneapolis or he'd come to New York oh, for like really? a whole year, almost every other week we were going back and forth right. while I was in my last year of high school too. I would just always leave and shit. I had terrible oh, attendance dang, for that real? year. Yeah, it was fucked. Uh, so then, I mean, we kind of got super close, and he had a two-bedroom apartment in St. Paul that his other roommate just moved out of at the perfect time, so everything kind of aligned, and I was like, and he, he kind of offered, actually, he was like, you just want to come to this bedroom, and I was like, fuck okay, it, brother, I'll, I'll live in there, it's better than going to yeah. Tennessee, which is my other option, and my parents weren't stoked about it at first, my dad didn't give a fuck either way, but my mom obviously didn't want to see me go. right. But eventually, she kind of just let, came to terms with it and just let yeah, me go, yeah. you know? So I moved out here, and that that's why I moved here. Otherwise, I would Dang, not have. Damn, that's crazy. It. it wouldn't have been my first choice, that's for sure. But I'm happy with the choice I did.
0: Make. I was about to say, that it worked out good for you, bro. Yeah,
1: I like it out here. It's dope. It, it kind of reminds me of home, at least living in the city.
0: It's pretty um, similar as far as, like, weather... Yeah, yeah. As far as weather and all that, it's pretty similar.
1: I agree. I mean, New York, you get a couple more months of warm out of the year, but yeah, this, the winter is just as bad wherever you go.
0: I heard it, New York is kind of worse,
1: low key, because you have the I don't know. You could debate because we have so many lakes here, so it that's gets, true. It gets shitty here because of the lakes. That's true. But in New York, all the buildings and the alleyways, the way like the wind comes through, it creates like a vortex, and it's like really fucking cold. It's cold. damn, that's crazy, and. Minnesota is definitely more equipped for moving the snow and handling it. Oh, yeah. New York is, it's well equipped in terms of a place like Texas, right? But right. it's not anything, it doesn't have anything on Minnesota.
0: Did you live in the city part?
1: No, I was born in Long Island. And then oh, for the really? past, for the last like four years that I lived out there, I'd take the train like three, four, five times a week into the city. Oh, to dang. Do, yeah, to go do random shit. And this was when I was like 15, 16. Dang. I started going out there at like 14 alone. I don't know how I convinced Oh, my really? So, yeah. What? I don't know how they convinced or I convinced them to let me do that, but I think it was because like, I had cool jobs out there. Like, I'd go in there to shoot with like Lil i or be in the mirror when they were first coming up. And oh, shit. for real? Yeah, bro. Dang. That's what I'd take the train to do. And then I'd come back late as hell. My mom would piss. I'd barely wake up for school the next morning. And then the next day, I'd be in my like seventh period class and tell my teacher. Hey, yo, yeah, you're going to get a phone call. Mom's taking me out of school. I got to go to the city again. And by the end of the year, it became like the phone ring. And the teacher would be like, oh, let me guess. Colin's going home. I'd be like, yeah. That's (laughs) crazy. This all the time. I'd be leaving early to go do shit in the city. Because that train ride, I mean, it's a a good hour. I had to get ready, all that shit, make it to the venue on time. So if I'm still in school at like 2 o'clock, right? Yeah. I needed to get to a venue at, like, 5 p.m. for a sound check. Like, I needed to leave early, so that's what I was doing.
0: That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, you started filming YBM Namir at 14?
1: Yeah, I was, like, 14 or 15, probably, when that happened.
0: See, that's wild. So, first off, that's crazy that you did that. <laughs> I did, like, I didn't even know that about you. <laughs> second off, so, what age did you start picking up the camera?
1: Probably, like, 12 or 13. Dang. My first or second year with the camera is when I started getting into, like, music, uh, the music industry, Really? With, with the photo, like, combining it. Because I started taking pictures of flowers and trees and shit like yep, everyone yep. else. Like, uh I got into it because of gaming. Uh, there was a time when, like, I was super into, like, gaming YouTubers. And I think a lot of us were. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And then those YouTubers kind of transitioned into doing, like, more vlog-style content. Yep, yep. And when they would pick up the camera and do that, it kind of made me want to do it, so... I got, I started taking pictures on my phone just for fun. And I was like, damn, I'm kind of nice at this. So I got like yeah. this little like entry level Canon camera and I started taking pictures of, like what I said before, like flowers and plants or just my friends or something. And that was fun, but then pictures got kind of boring. So I wanted to get into video. So I got a right. little bit better camera that was more capable for like video. And I'd like video the same random things or like just take my camera everywhere I went for like right. two years straight. So I got pretty decent just because I always had it. Yep. And whether I wasn't making like, a specific video with, like, characters and plots and motive. It might have just been, like, cinematic visuals of, like, nature or, like, me on a boat. I made this one video for, like, 4th of July on a boat. And we went to, like, the middle of this, like, bay and watched all these fireworks go over an amphitheater. And I made a video out of that, like, just random shit. Dang. And, yeah, that's kind of how I started with that. And then one day I got introduced into, like, merging the video and music side of things because I guess I never really thought about the fact that all these tour flyer pictures and like concert recaps they had to be shot by someone yeah, I kind of yeah. just knew they existed but I didn't really put two and two together and be like well somebody has to do it right yeah I that's true just, that's true it was like the weird Matt I guess they just I thought they magically appeared or something like that <laughs> but I was young so there was my buddy Evan from New Jersey he he was saying there's, like, this artist Super Duper Kyle, he made I Spy with Lil Yachty. Yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. So he was going to be in New Jersey on tour, and then he was going to be in New York on tour. And my buddy was like, we should try to, like, take photos at one of these concerts. And, like, the odds of that are so slim. You have to be really, you have to have a great portfolio, having shot with many artists before, be lucky enough to find the artist manager, Mm -hmm. either email or their DM or something like that ask them for a photo pass so you can even bring the camera into the venue because a venue is not just going to let you bring a camera. Exactly, yep. And then uh, beyond all that, you have to get, like, the right credentials. And it's tough, especially when you have no prior work in your portfolio from concerts and you're, like, 14. So
0: That's wild, bro.
1: (laughs) One of us, I think it was Evan, got in contact with the videographer that was on tour with Super Duper Kyle at that time. His name is Gibson. He's, like, I don't know, that's another story, but he's doing great things now. Mm. And... Gibson, like, gave us a shot, kind of, and gave us passes uh, to help him make a recap video for that show, and that was, like, kind of the first, like, godsend opportunity that I got that launched me into that space, because it was just such a sick thing to do at that age. I thought it was cool Yeah, but that's crazy, bro. And I was meeting, like, crazy people that night, and I was like, this is awesome, because now I have a couple photos in my portfolio that I took of an artist who was, like, popping at that moment, because iSpy was huge. Oh, huge. Viral. it looked good to go to the yeah. next person's artist or manager who was in town and say, Hey, I know your artist is going to be here in a week. Can I come shoot photos for you? And I'll just send them for free. Like, I don't want money. Right. i just give you the photos. And I started getting more yeses. And that's how the YB and the Mirrors and the little Zans and the Stephen Cannons came along. And uh, I mean, I shot a bunch of people by mentioned those because I met them both yep, at yep. the same point in their career. Like right after betrayed took off, Zan was in New York at SOB's Sounds of Brazil doing that show. And then right after Rubbing Off the paint came off, yeah, Bobby no. and Amir did the same thing. So I kind of just picked those two up. They both fell off really hard. Yeah, like, yeah. I, <laughs> I find so yeah, funny that did. those are the, two art, the first like, two artists that I was shooting for and they both that it, yeah, wound that's up true. not really panning out no, as well. Like, yeah, I think yeah. that's fucking hysterical. But that's kind of the story of how that happened.
0: I mean, damn. So a 14-year-old usually does not have like that business mindset so what made you or how did you develop that I gotta go do this and do that to get that mindset
1: I kind of felt like I was behind so I felt like I was behind with my back against the wall and there's kind of only you have to get a way out and only you could figure out your way out because nothing works twice right you can't go follow somebody else's model and expect it to work because it's already worked and it normally doesn't work twice so the other thing is, there's, and this pissed me off so much when I was that age, there's no textbook or teacher or lesson plan to show you how to get from point A to point B oh, in yeah. that world, yeah. right? At there, all. In almost all of the worlds that exist, if you want to be a doctor, there's a plan and a path for that. Engineer, same thing. Lawyer banker any of those fields there's a pretty clear-cut path sure you're gonna have to make some decisions yeah but yeah go to college get an internship yeah. get brought, right like that's simple typical, yeah. what the fuck do you do when you want to do something like that no Ooh, one, literally there's literally, no book and you know, the reason yeah. there is no book is because it never works twice that's facts and that's facts so i think it was the pressure of i compared myself to the people i wanted to be who were like way the fuck better and are still better now yep. but i was always like damn I'm so far behind like this and that. So I just try everything I could and eventually something would stick. And it really wasn't like the perfect execution of right decisions, which is what it kind of seems like. Like, oh, like some people think I just make all the right decisions or something like that. But it's like, you know how many times I fucked up? Like it's trial and error, bro. You right, do something right. that doesn't work, don't do it again. Yeah, exactly. Right? And if you do something that works, it might work. So Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, the way the way that I figured it out was kind of just... I took what was obvious to me and just did it, right? I yeah. thought, okay, get in contact with the manager. And then what was great about that whole exchange was I was building an awesome network because in surface level, I'm just going there to take photos for an artist. I'm giving them to the artist for free. They might post them and tag 'em or and tag me, which Sure, I maybe get, like, a little bit of credit from that and maybe, like, 100 followers, which I wasn't in it for at all. I mean, it was cool because you go to school the next day and, like, everyone thought you were dope as shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyond that, it has no real value in real life. But the network part was that I had to send those photos to these artists somehow, right? Right. So I'd go to the person, whoever I got the photo pass was or from, whether that be their photographer the manager or the artist himself. Okay, let me get your phone number or your email or something to send it. Yeah, And so now I have this book of everyone I've ever worked with, some oh, sort really? of contact information to get in contact with them because I had to send the photos at one oh, point. Oh yep, yep. So you retain that contact. And in this industry it's so hard to get a contact. You can't just like ask someone. I mean you could, but if you're somebody. Yeah, yeah. You can't just be yeah. a stranger. They're Not gonna just think, going to think you're a DM. fan. Yeah, no. And and at heart I was a fan yep. of, of some of those artists. But it didn't seem like it when you're coming and providing a service for free, and then you're in the necessary part of that service is to get the contact, right? Yeah, that's true. So it seems like an even exchange, no one's the wiser, and now I have this great network built up that I can do whatever I want with.
0: Dang. And bro. It,
1: it took years to do that, but that's really what it was about. I mean, sure, the love of taking photos was awesome, but do you really think it was just for taking photos? Like, there's yeah, no exactly. Away. Hell
0: no, bro. You got started with the mud, like you say, You got to, like you said, you were working for free. And that's basically what you had to do to get to the spot you're at right now.
1: Hell yeah, bro. I worked for free for a long time.
0: See, that's see that you have that <laughs> mindset, bro. Some people don't some people don't put that together. They just want they especially in our generation now, uh-huh. everyone wants that thing now. They want everything they want the riches, the money, right. they want everyone wants it now. And like not a lot of people are willing to put that grind in for it. And that I actually like commend you for, especially at the age of 14, already having up that was the last thing I was thinking about when I was fourteen. <laughs> like that was—I thought about being in the NFL and all that. Yeah. So it was just like crazy, and I commend you for having that mindset at such a young age. So with I that, I'm, that, no, yeah, without a doubt. So there has been someone who inspired you, or was there someone who inspired you?
1: Oh yeah, plenty of people. Um, in terms of, let me really think about this. Yeah, in um, terms of like you know. You know who was hot at the time? Casey Neistat was on fire. Oh bro, his, his vlogs. vlogs were yeah, crazy. yeah. Yep. I really liked yep. he 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 inspired me with his drive because he'd make a vlog every fucking day. Dude, I'm daily vloggers, bro. Dude, I, dude, I missed that wave. Move? Yeah. I missed that wave. His daily content was better than something I'd spend a week on. So I'm like, fuck, it's possible. I just bro, need to get that good.
0: Them cuts and though them transitions that he had.
1: And then the guy and then musically in, like, the music photography scene, that guy who gave us the first photo pass for Super Duper Kyle Gibson Hazard, super, super huge inspiration. And he still, really? he still inspires me to this day. The shit he's doing is fucking insane. And he does the sickest work. It's ridiculous. Damn, bro. He's, like, super crazy with it. He created his own style, and he started young and shit, too. So, I mean, that's another huge inspiration in that world, definitely. See, that's um, crazy. I like... What's his fucking name? Uh, white trash something. I'm That sounds so. I know it. That sounds so messed. I know it does. That sounds so messed up. Oh, white trash Tyler. It I, remember, I never, I never heard of him. Tongue. So he does a lot of like the VHS background shit for Travis Scott and with Kendall and Kylie and like that kind of whole oh, family. Oh, really? He had a lot of the work in that that um, "Look, Mom, Like a Fly" documentary that Trav did on Netflix. and Oh, yep, 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 yep. So. Uh, I definitely took some inspiration from him too. I think he has a cool style, and I don't know. I like the way he rocks.
0: Yeah, that's what's up, bro. For sure. So you basically, you basically had that artistic like mindset to you before you even started doing that stuff. And you just like fell in love with it even more.
1: I think so because I really started doing graphic design in Photoshop, and I got like this crack version of Photoshop. Yep, yep. And I started making like. You know the old, like, Twitter and YouTube banners that, like, the gaming YouTubers oh, yep, would yep, have yep, with, like, yep. all their socials yep, on it yep, and shit? Yep, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're bro, talking I'd about. But I'd make those for, like, entire esports teams at a time. Oh, really? Because you know how there was all those COD sniping teams at the time? Faze like,
0: and, like, trick shots and all bro, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Soar
1: and G2 yeah. and Red and yep. all that shit. So they all, they all would have, like, 20 people on their roster and I'd just do a bunch of banners, like, 20 of them. One for each player on the team or whatever. That's, that's really how I started before even the camera shit. So that was kind of the, my introduction to the artistic world cuz I can't draw for shit, I can't paint for shit. I'm garbage at it. Same, same same. Um but then the visual like the digital art, I just I felt it was a little bit easier and it just clicked with me more. So
0: So, first off, how did you how did you start making those banners for those <laughs> like how, how did you even like pick up that connection like
1: that uh when I first got my first like gaming computer uh because then I downloaded all the programs I needed to make like gaming videos. Yep. And and they all had capabilities outside of gaming, so I kind of just kept growing with those programs and then used them to the best of like their capabilities. So like if I needed Photoshop to make a thumbnail for my YouTube video, I could also use it to make that graphic art and shit. And, right. Like, so I just I'd look up tut- tutorials if I had to do something, and somebody would mention something I've never heard of, and I'd just look up what that was. Really. And it just led me to like kind of those, like, GFX people. And I saw people were, like, at my age or around my age, people from, like, 15 to 18 were making, like, that's 20, true. 30 bucks a pop for making those little graphics designs. Yep, so that's I was true. like, shit, I was 14, I wasn't really making bread, so I'm like, damn, if I yeah, can make exactly. 20 yeah. $30, no, yeah, That's a like, lot of money back then. Yeah, bro, I'll go get me a 7-Eleven Slurpee every day for the next <laughs> week, Facts,
0: <bro."> <laughs> It gives you a juicy drop. <laughs> some shit.
1: Some shit my parents didn't want me to have. No, <laughs>
0: So basically you self taught yourself like yeah. the editing side of the video and all that.
1: Definitely. Dang, just that's crazy. Around and and plenty of YouTube tutorials and shit too. Cuz I used to have nothing better to do than watch YouTube tutorials. I I would not do my homework just so I could spend more time learning about editing and shit.
0: Dude, that's wild, bro.
1: And I still had good grades. I'd have a zero percent on my homework, but everything else was like a ninety-eight, so it averaged out pretty well. Oh really? <laughs> I didn't fuck with doing homework. I'd steal it most of the time. Shout out all my classmates. <laughs> they, I had so many people that would hook me up. I had like four per class. Hey them, them, uh, them steady sheet plugs,
0: and it was a real thing. For real, it was bro. a real thing. And the group chats with the, they took people taking pictures of the little, oh, little yeah.
1: homework assignment. Oh yeah, bro. Shit, I used to I used to help them out in return by showing them my test. Because I was good at tests. I knew <laughs> oh, really? the information. I just didn't want to write the homework, bro. Yeah, see, that's so I'd crazy. So I take my little Scantron, put it at the corner of my desk, and I go to the tight, bathroom. Tight. Like, mid-test.
0: That's funny. Yeah,
1: bro. Everything's in exchange. No, it really is.
0: <laughs> so, basically, you spent your whole, like childhood and like growing up and going to school in New York, and you just came here basically as an adult on your own at 18? Uh-huh.
1: Well, at 17. Seven. The day I turned 17, actually.
0: So did you go to school here?
1: No. Nah. I graduated high school a year early.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah, I skipped 11th. Well, I kind of really doubled up 11th and 12th and took them both in one year. Oh, okay. That's okay. basically what I did. Dang. Yeah.
0: So let me let me ask you this. So you moved here on your own, like with your friend, you said, mm-hmm. at seventeen. Mm-hmm. That's, first of all, that's very independent. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. At 17. So what were the steps? Like, wh- what job were you working? How did you, like, what were like, how did you put that together to move here on your own? No parents, mm-hmm. one friend, whole new state, whole new life. Like, how was that for you?
1: I was kind of just risky and ballsy at that time. So I didn't really think about what could go wrong. I only thought about what could go right. Yep. yep. And I think that kind of helped me get through it. Because if you always think about what could go wrong, you kind of not stay do nothing. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So I really just jumped head first into it like I did with so many things prior. And I was still young enough where where I didn't have to think about like yeah, what could go wrong, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. 'Cause I'm like, shit, I could fuck up for four years or I could fuck up yeah, I could fuck up for four years and still only be twenty years old and I could Facts. still go to college and, and be on time with the rest of my class. Yeah. And that's I wasn't true, even that's gonna true. be that behind. So I basically said, Why not? And I had a job set up here before I even landed. With all my belongings. Well, I didn't land. I drove. But before yeah, I right. even got here with all my shit, I got a job at a Honda dealership. Like, bringing cars in and out yep. of the I, lot. That's around the, the
0: time I met you, I remember that.
1: Uh-huh. And that's what I was doing. And it was decent. I hated waking up at, like, 5.40 a.m. every yep, day, yep. though. That shit was terrible. I'll never <laughs> do that again. But it paid what I needed to pay. Yep, and yep. I was able to be completely independent. And the whole year before that, I was, like, for the majority, financially independent. with Without... Paying rent. So, I, I just obviously wasn't paying rent in my parents' house, but I was buying all the other shit that I wanted. Like, I'd, be, I'd buy myself food. i buy myself kicks. i buy myself, honestly, everything but fucking rent. Right, so right. So, I knew if I could do all that That's true. without a job, and then I got a job, I could definitely do rent plus what I was paying for before, you know? That's very true. And it was stable enough. It was secure. I didn't want to be fucking poor. I knew I needed a job. I wasn't stupid. <laughs> exactly, yep, yep. But... Yeah,
0: your bro. parents had a lot of trust in you to do that at seventeen, man.
1: I guess so. That's crazy. I pleaded and begged with them for like years. Oh, dude. really? To to do anything, it take me like six months of convincing to be allowed to do it. Oh, really? Yeah, but for that, it took like a little bit longer.
0: <laughs> dude, it still sound like you had you had a game plan going into this.
1: I think they like see, going into this whole thing. I think they saw enough ideas of mine turn out well, and like the True. things I would beg them to let me do. Once I did it, they'd see how it turned out well for me, time and time again. So I feel like that helped a lot in asking to move out a year early. I mean, it's a crazy thing to like try to tell your parents, especially my mom. Yep. But I think she saw everything else was working out, kind of. So it's like, well, why is this gonna be the thing that goes wrong? You yeah, know? that's true. But if that was the first crazy thing I did, fuck no. No, like, yeah, hell yeah, no, yeah.
0: Bro. dude. It's even crazy just like listen to you now, like, cause you. It sounds like you had everything mapped out. You knew like what you're gonna do like five steps ahead of yourself, and like. I thought I did. <laughs> dude, that's... Dude, it, it sounded like you, you, you still do. That's like... That just blows my mind, actually, because I did not know that about you at all before that. So... You started filming music videos in Minnesota, you know, the local scene. So how did that... Besides... Like, how did that come about? Because I know I kind of, like, hit you up for a music video and you said mm-hmm. I was your first one. But besides that, how did that start to, like, take off? Because I know you're not only doing local people now, now you're kind of... You expanded your... Portfolio. So, right. how was that like?
1: I mean, I knew at the time that's really what I wanted to do. I mean, this was, I think, around the time that the Cole Bennett show was popping off, oh, yeah, and tough. that was the first. I'm young as fuck, so I don't know like a lot of these old directors, but I feel like that was the first in my face story I saw of a director having success outside of just movies and film and yep. music videos and shit. Because now he has, like, this platform, right? That he yeah. That can do so much with. He like, built he, a brand. Yeah, he has a music festival and he sells yep, merch and yep. he has a fucking drink and shit. And usually you don't see a director like take it that route no Usually all at their all money is made just in their films exactly yeah that's true so i'm like damn i knew i wanted to do something like that i ne- I needed to do something to build a platform right and yep. you can use anything as your catalyst for that platform once you have the platform you can expand to do everything you want exactly but you need to do one thing really good to build a platform on it to be able to expand. to expand right and i thought damn there's a possibility because it kind of seemed like the right next step given everything that I was doing before, I feel like it was leading to me doing that and shooting music videos. So I'm like, I need to get back into this shit because I hadn't done it since I left New York. I'm like, fuck, where are the artists around here? Like, who should I work with? And I was just focused on getting better at making videos at the time. So I thought if I could get a video that was hard enough, I could show it to one of the bigger artists that I shot with in the past. Exactly. And I could be like, let me do your next video. And then, you work with exponentially bigger artists every time you work and then suddenly you're working with huge artists with label budgets and shit. Yep, I, thought yep. that's, that, I thought that was how it was going to go. Pretty much. I mean, Dang. at that time, that's what I was thinking.
0: So like basically, like you said, so it started, you started like just popping from word of mouth. Like, cause I remember, like, like I remember as soon as we shot like that music video that I had, but so many people were hitting me up like, bro, who shot that? Who shot that? And I started like telling them and then like, It seemed like you just went uphill from that, bro. I got a
1: boost for sure. Bro,
0: it's crazy, bro.
1: And I feel like there's so much more. Maybe it's like the bias of my observation. Like I've only been here for such a limited amount of time. I feel like there's so much more content being released now in like the local scene than there was when I started. Maybe maybe all that shit was being done before, but I don't really know. I feel like all these artists are doing so much more videos and there's... So many more showcases and there's a lot more yeah, going on. I feel. There is a lot more. Because it was so hard. I remember starting to like, where the fuck do I go to find artists? I, I knew there was good talent out here, but where the fuck do I go? And now I feel like it's so easy to yeah. find. And maybe it's because in the position I'm in now, I know like most of the people who will put me on to artists and I, I, I'm around new artists all the time in the right. local scene. So maybe, maybe it just seems that way. And in reality, all this shit was going on long before, but that's kind of my experience. That's yeah. what I
0: thought. Cause I'm gonna tell you this, because before you popped out on the Minnesota scene, there weren't like many like as far as like good quality like videos like you have. There uh-huh. weren't like many of that at all. Like right. that's why like people started like catching on to you because like, bro, people like in the Minnesota scene, the local music scene. We did not see that quality ever. Like Damn. people had good quality, but like your like people just knew your stuff was different.
1: Damn. I never thought about that. Yeah,
0: but because no one, we didn't have like, because I was, when I was in the music scene back then, we kind of started like to pop off, we didn't have like that, like that music. I was like, that's why it was so different, like from my video, because no one's seen quality like that, like that 4K quality. Mm-hmm. Like no one's seen that. It was, everything else was like good quality. I'm not trying to like shit on like other, yeah. like, I'm yeah. not trying to like shit on other people, but like, <laughs> it was, you can tell there was like a difference. It was just crazy.
1: Right. I mean, Quality was always super important to me, but I think there's, now there's at least a handful of other guys who do shit on par with, or if not better than the shit that I'm doing for now. For sure, there's a bunch of us. There's a bunch of people, yep. And they're dope as fuck. A lot of them are the homies. I mean, shit. These guys are making crazy shit right now. Uh, Good for them, though. I'm kind of stepping back from that shit a lot, so.
0: Stepping back from what?
1: The videos. So. Especially music videos. Really? Why do you say that? Is oversaturated, bro. Yeah, you? okay, I feel I think that. one of the best traits to have is to know when to stop doing something. Yeah, knowing when to start yeah, is important, yeah, but yeah. knowing when to stop is even more important. Because if you could, I'm I'm seeing signs of oversaturation and predicting that it's going to, I mean, right in this very day, it's not exactly oversaturated to where it's not worth it. But I think that it will be for sure. And if I hop off now and start doing something else and pivot really quick, I think yep. it could be a crucial pivot. There's not... Yeah, I agree. There's not much... Money is coming out of that scene, by far. You yeah, could bro. There's kids that pick up a camera at 18, 19 years old, and they'll go do a video for a huge rapper for 500 fucking bucks. And if there's enough of those kids, because there's so much access to information now, where you can go learn that shit relatively quickly on your yeah, own bro. for like 5,000. All, that's all you need, with all the yeah, equipment bro, like, bro. to really start this shit. And so you get enough of th- those kids out there, and why are they going to pay a big famous director to come out and shoot some shit for two million if if you can get yep. a guy and that'll come with a 50k budget and they can make something that looks similar. And yeah, when you're talking true. about 50k, but you need 40 people on crew to bring that to life. Yeah. How are you paying all those people? Like, there's not really any money to be made. Money's fucking important and I just don't like that seen as much as I thought I did.
0: Yeah, especially once you get to, like, the label inside of it. Like, that, like the money with that gets all mm-hmm. messed up because people have contracts and all that.
1: And and your contracts are, like, net 90s, net 180s. Yeah, like exactly, it, exactly. It takes you uh, eighty 180 days to get paid for a fucking $10,000 job. Bro, See, that's, that's what I need to pay for my fucking rent. Like, I'm not waiting <laughs> yeah, for that's Universal insane. to send yeah. me the check. And I have so many friends that are owed hundreds of thousands of dollars from labels for doing creative work, whether it's graphics or video or something along that. And those 40 people that i talked about before, he's going out of his pocket to pay his 40 employees because the label didn't give them the fucking money. Now now, not only can he pay his rent, but he's also 40K in debt because he had to take out a loan to pay everyone else so they could pay their rent. And that's not something I'm interested in. There's no fucking way that any label or a big entity like that is going to have enough control over what I'm doing. And they also take creative control. There's so many things you can't do anymore once you're working with labels and you have to clear... Every little fucking thing. The magic about what I was doing is at any last minute, we can make an audible and say, no, let's do it like this instead. Or when I'm editing it, I could take some part completely out. But if that was a $20,000 scene, the label doesn't want you to take yeah. it out because they fucking paid for it, right? Exactly. So, I mean, dude, that once I started seeing how it actually worked at a high functioning level, kind of all the magic got taken out of me, out of it for me. And it seemed like a job and a really negative path for mental yeah. health and like, the people that would I'd be surrounded with would just not be the people I want to be. Like so, twenty years from now.
0: Yeah, so what do you mean by that? Like the people you're surrounded like around?
1: Well, the, the people that you have to be around and be friends with to operate at a at a high degree in that realm are usually just fucking shitty people. Or yeah, just negative or they're obsessed with either fame or money, which like high ego. Right. people. You know? And everyone thinks they're right and no one thinks they're wrong and you just don't want to have to deal with all that shit if you don't have to. Like, it's good to... Money's important, right? But you don't want to be obsessed with it. You don't want to be obsessed with exactly almost yeah, no. anything. There's very yeah. few healthy obsessions. And money and fame are two of the worst. So Oh yeah.
0: That can and, change your whole personality.
1: And look at the past three years. How many people in the circle that we're thinking about have like just died, whether it be from drugs or like from some other shit. Exactly. Like, dude, it clearly isn't a great path. Exactly. All these people are fucking depressed. These Hollywood stars, they're all drug addicts and they like, dude, all the news is negative. There's no like positive media and shit. And so, like, that scene s- seemed really cool, like, the never-ending party life. But then I realized, like, you can have a never-ending party life without being in that scene at all. Oh, exactly. There's exactly. so many rich people that you've never heard of in your life that spend every day in Ibiza on the fucking dude. yachts and shit with, with models and popping champagne. And they're having just as much, if not exactly, more fun bro. without having to do with any of that bullshit, bro. Because exactly. they just did. So once I realized that, I'm like, dude, there's more than one path to get to where I want to be. And that's just no longer the path anymore, dude. I feel you. I kind of... I opened my eyes and I was a deer in headlights for a minute, staring at my future and it didn't look good. So
0: Oh really see I I mean I could expect that you can like honestly say that and you can look forward in the future and see that. That's that's wild because I didn't know that either. You have to pivot, bro.
1: Oh definitely, definitely. Amazon is one of the greatest pivots of all time. They were a fucking oh. online bookstore. <laughs> Literally. And then Barnes and Noble started selling books online, they were like, Oh shit. Exactly. Right? So now it's like fuck, hurry up. We have one year to figure out what else we can do to make money or we're gonna be poor. And they realized, oh, let's just be, like, the online department store. Let's yeah. sell fucking everything. Yep, now they're like, killing stores. Seems to have worked out. Yeah, killing stores. <laughs> you know what bro. I mean? Like, shit, stores are closing down. Exactly, because of Amazon, bro. Walmart's not 24 hours anymore. Like, bro, bro,
0: facts, bro, facts.
1: It's fucking crazy, dude.
0: Bro, so. You have to pivot. No, definitely, because you definitely never want to stay stagnant. And I Fuck preach no. that all the time. Even when I'm, like, having conversations with people on this podcast, like, I, I just had a, I just literally uploaded. That's funny that you say that. I literally just had a podcast saying, like, don't, don't, don't be comfortable. You got to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what you are preaching. Like, you just right. cannot stay stagnant. Right. So I love that you said that because that just related to my old, like, podcast I just dropped. Oh, hell yeah, bro. So that's, that's wild. So what are you going to pivot to next?
1: Well, right now I'm doing finance, bro. Really? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm super into a finance job right now. And I kind of got, Blessed with another, like, crazy opportunity that I couldn't turn down. I had no intention of ever going into finance.
0: I definitely right. did not expect that. That's what? the last fucking thing I would what? have ever
1: done. But for some backstory, I was always super into the stock market. And, like, obviously, I like money. So, uh, from the year where I was 17 all the way till I was 18, I opened, like, a paper stock trading account. And so, that's not real money. It's just, it's like paper funds. But... It, effectively works exactly like a real stock account would it mimics the market yep and so you can just set up your account to have like 50 grand fake money in it and make real plays and it simulates exactly what would happen if that would real was real money and so i practiced trading for like a year and i got pretty decent uh and then when i turned 18 i could finally open like a account an actual like investment account so, I did and put, like, most of the money I had into it and started, like, trading and shit. And I day-traded for a Damn. while during COVID. Yeah. I, and I yeah, did I, I, well because I, 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 I had no job for that whole two years. I just made my, my money trading, which was, like, fucking dope. Oh, yeah. And so, I had that knowledge, but then put it on the back burner. And then one day, I got, like, a random opportunity to go work for this guy. He was, like, one of the top financial people in the state and sells, like, insurance, really? insurance, annuities, and, like, uh, these investment portfolios for just, like, these old, rich retirement clients. And... So I was like, fuck it. I have to lose, bro. Because I feel like that's one of those jobs where it's like someone two years out of Harvard would like, or like someone, maybe not Harvard, but a business school, right? You want to work for like a big company that does like finance and shit with a business degree. And I didn't have a business degree, never went to college. But if I was going to be offered that job without having to do those things, the fuck? I'm not turning it down. So I took it and I've loved it ever since. I've been there for like maybe five months and it's, bro, it's so fucking fun. It's a blast, bro. I've never had so much fun. Dude, I do four hours of work, four days a week at most. And out of those four hours, that's just the time that I'm, like, not at my house. An hour and a half of that is lunch every single day with, like, a client. And we'll go, like, wine and dine a client and eat, like, steak and lobster and, like, like $500 bottles of wine and shit. Like that's wild, fucking ridiculous, bro. bro. So it's, like, I see myself enjoying that in the future. Cause yeah, exactly. And then you take these clients out to golf or you go out to Vegas or you do this or you do that. And that's oh, that yeah. kind of, like, fun life while still... Not having to do with the bullshit exactly, that I was looking ex- for.
0: I know exactly what you mean. Because I always, cause I was just telling my friend this the other day. I said like I would rather be rich or mm-hmm. wealthy rather than being famous. Because there's so many things that come with being famous, oh, bro. fuck yeah. There's so many things, bro. People are getting killed left and right out of jealousy and the hate. The social media stuff. Like It's
1: toxic, bro. Yeah,
0: bro. It is toxic. It is toxic. I can't lie about that. Definitely cannot lie about that. So my thing is, so you're because I thought this whole time like you're literally like just doing the camera stuff, the <laughs> filmer stuff. So I didn't know me that this, you didn't know, dude. I did not know
1: that, bro. So when did you start doing that? Uh, it was like five months ago.
0: Damn. So yeah. Are you so are you, you kind of like doing like the the camera stuff on the side now, yeah. just to do it, just to do it.
1: I like I do the videos that I want to do. Either it's a homie and I, I just can't say mm-hmm. no to them. Yep. yep. Or. It's like a song that I really fucking like. And I do like doing that shit. Don't yep, get me wrong. The yep, yep. music videos are fun, bro. It's such an outlet. And I think it works as a great hobby right now. Oh, that's definitely like, a good hobby, yeah. And I still get my artistic fix and shit like that. And so without having to do it for money, without it being my job, I get to pick and choose a lot, which makes it infinitely more fun. Because if I'm burnt out and I don't want to do one, I don't have to do one, You don't one, have bro. to at all, That's right. not how my rent's being paid, so yeah, I don't exactly. care. Yeah, exactly. But don't get me wrong. If there's like a $2,000 video that I'm going to do... And I want to go to the... Or somebody's in my DMs has $2,000 for a video. And I want to go to the club later that weekend. I'm like, well, shit. Now I don't no, have I'm to not. use my money yeah, to pay for bro. the club. I can do this video. Have a fun time doing the video. And then also get to go to the club. Compliments of the video. Right, right. <laughs> and it's something I mean? you enjoy
0: doing. So I don't blame you, bro. Yeah,
1: there's no loss there at all. Exactly, bro. And, I, and I'm putting out a good product. I'm not being a scummy douchebag, right? That's giving me yeah, like, no, shit yeah, videos no, just for the yeah. money. It's, it's definitely... People are getting what they pay for, so. Your
0: content is definitely, like, super prof- professional, bro. I appreciate it, bro. Because I remember I shot my videos, bro. Everyone was telling me, bro. Everyone was <laughs> telling me, bro, that looks so professional, bro.
1: What was the one we did, uh, fucking, when you were standing on the car? When I had my office, the bi- the office in Loring Park, you were standing on the car, it was winter, and it was where you Bro, uh, I'm trying we, to
0: pick it, I'm trying to put it together. the already. red
1: scene inside of the car. Oh
0: yep, yep, yep. That's how I'm coming. Yeah, how yeah, I'm, bro, That, that bro, video I, was so crazy. Dude, that video bro. was tough. Bro. I still That's like the video, that video I'm talking about when people were saying like it looked <laughs> professional. That's funny.
1: I still like that video, bro. Dude, that
0: video was tough, bro. And the funny part is so I like deleted like all like I private, I not deleted all my music stuff because I just didn't want to be known for that uh, no more. Yeah. Didn't want to be a part of that scene no more. That's the only video I came up on YouTube <laughs> was the How I'm Coming.
1: Have to, bro. That bro, shit's too I nice. I had
0: to keep that video. That was the only one I kept up.
1: Uh-huh. And I do a bunch of background work in the video space, too. So, like, I color graded a Tyler Yahweh video the other month and shit like that. Oh, I'm really? really like, yeah, I'll do random, like, little parts in, like, other people's videos. Or I'll just come hang out on set for, like, the shooting of this video or that video. Because I still have so many friends that do that shit. Like, yeah, still, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. So... But yeah, that's just not the path. I don't want to run a production company. I don't want to have a creative studio or anything like that. Like that's, that's not the wave.
0: That's crazy. Cause I remember just like a year ago, I remember you saying that you're going to like put together like this mm-hmm. Corrado space, like yeah. this whole building, like that building that you had Let me try that. We shot we at. yeah, it. yeah, that, that Yeah, that you We that put we shot like
1: 20 something thousand dollars into construction in that building. We had a one-year lease bro. and shit, and then we got kicked out because of a certain artist and shit. Yeah, I remember
0: that. You know? <laughs> I remember you telling me about that.
1: Yeah, bro. Like. I mean, we definitely tried it, and we started it, and there was just lack of... I mean, at first, once we got kicked to that spot, we were like, fuck it, head down, keep going, let's just get a new spot, and we were still super motivated, but then we found there's like absolutely zero spots for that to actually work. Like, you have to be able to be loud, you have to be able to smoke all sorts of fucking drugs, you have to be able to do this shit all hours of the night, and you can't be scared if there's... 30 dudes that maybe look a little questionable walking into the building <laughs> at 3 a.m., right? Fact. So it can't be around residential shit and it can't be around businesses. What fucking part of the city is True. not next to a residential yeah. place or a business? You're
0: not gonna... It's hard It to do, doesn't man. exist. Yeah. What you would
1: have to do is get, like, an old farm or a barn that somebody doesn't fucking use out in the middle of nowhere and do it there. But what artist that yeah. comes to town is gonna come 30 minutes north yeah. into the fucking sticks to come, you know? Yeah, because even,
0: like, big-name people, like... um Cole Bennett like even like I was like watched like some of his videos mm-hmm. like background be- behind the scenes mm-hmm. and like they're going like in the middle of nowhere to like warehouses that were like not being oh, used yeah. so yeah, that makes sense Yeah, that you say that
1: it's really like the only way that that actually works and there's just too many limitations and restrictions and it just wasn't the right thing to do at that time plus I think that right now it's still way too early for that to exist in this city I think that you need three or four, maybe even five years until that would be actually lucrative. Because there's so much of that shit in LA and there's plenty of that shit in New York too. Oh, yeah. But I just don't think that we have the infrastructure to uphold that at this point. And I don't think that there's... I don't think there's a market for it yet. I think eventually it'll be the time and some people will do it and they'll be successful. But right now it isn't. And it's not what I'm interested in doing. So I feel you. Somebody else could have my brand that I started and everything with it. Dude, that's crazy, bro.
0: (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. So it's funny because uh, I'm going to ask you that because you, you said that, like, you're just like 30 dudes that walk in that, oh, yeah. like, you look sketchy. So, like, are, were there times that, like, you were like, <laughs> bro, what the fuck? Like, dude, yeah. Like you're sketched out
1: all the time, bro. Because <laughs> I'm meeting with one person who I, I judge their character before meeting them. And I figured, you know what? There's an appropriate risk to take. Yep. Whether, cool, there might be a gun pointed at my head in the video or, like, exactly. Be, See, that's like, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, some shit like that might happen, but. I mean, the worst would be when you're doing a video with an artist and you discuss, like, maybe them. And, like, they'd always use the terminology, like, and a couple of my homies, right? Yeah. And, and, like, and I'm thinking, like... Deep. I'm thinking, bro, like, a sedan filled with people, right? So you got, like, the <laughs> artist and three people. Bro, there's, like, seven fucking cars rolling down the road. You see, like, 20, 30 dudes hop out. It's like, well, yeah, now it's a little fucking sketchy because I judged you and your character and decided to take the risk on you. Yep. I don't know these other fucking the 30 facts. people. And regardless, like, if the situation really got like that... There's 30 people there who all know each other, and I'm the one odd person out. Yeah, that's 30 v1, bro. Yeah, like, that's yeah, just fucking yeah, weird. That's true, bro. bro. Even if it was a business meeting and you're sitting down with a board of a company and you're meeting 30 people and you're one person trying to present something to the oh, board, yeah. Yeah. that's just as fucking yeah, just as nerve scary, wracking, bro. bro.
0: That's nerve wracking, bro. You I'm know? Lie.
1: And so I did it anyways. It was whatever, but there was definitely times where it was less of me being scared for my safety or myself uh, and more of just like, scared of what is going to happen in the situation. Like, one, all it takes is for one person to fuck up and do something dumb, and it goes south for everybody, oh, right? yeah. Like, police get involved because the neighbors complain because somebody was being too loud, or they smoked dope in front of the wrong house, or yeah, they water. did, you know what I flashing mean? Flashing like, their
0: guns and stuff like Yeah, always Yeah,
1: outside flashing the guns and shit. So it's like, dude, that could go wrong for everybody. Oh, Even yeah. if I wind Even if up scot-free yep. in that scenario, for that night I won't be. They don't know if I'm a suspect or if I'm not. And beyond that, it's like, why do I want to see all these other people's why do I want that to happen in front of me? Bro? Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Because
0: then they're going to be like, oh, why you told me to go here and all I'm that I'm not stuff associated like that. with that. Yeah, bro. exactly. I have no you idea.
1: Know. You know? Yeah, that's crazy. And so there's a lot of that shit for sure. And that wasn't even like the biggest reason, but it's definitely fucking annoying. Like, per- first of, of all, I you planned know. the video to have four people in it. Now, where do I house? Thirty people. I don't have thirty fucking chairs to yeah, sit people bro, down. Yeah, and, Oh, where can I sit? Where can I sit? Stan, bro, you yeah, weren't invited. Facts, like, so facts, bro. I don't know. Yo, where can I get food? Where can I get backwards? <laughs> I don't fucking know, bro. Open your GPS on oh, your phone, man. bro.
0: Like, open yeah. maps
1: up, dog. I can imagine that, bro. I can imagine. <laughs> like, that. I'm shooting your homies' video and you're asking me what's the closest chicken spot. I don't fucking know, bro. No,
0: <laughs> that's funny. I can definitely imagine that, bro. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that ass, bro. So tell me one of your like your wildest stories with that. Oh, I know God, you have man. some I know you have some crazy stories.
1: What the fuck? Uh like along those lines? Yeah, along
0: those lines. Like just what what is one of your wildest stories like recording or shooting or uh, filming a video?
1: Damn bro. I you'd be surprised. I have less wild stories than you think. We've we've been shut down plenty of times by cops. I mean We'll be shooting anywhere, and they're just like, oh, you can't shoot here. And I'll be like, why? It's public property. Yeah. they like, well, it's too close to this business or that business. I'm like, what the fuck? So, like, they don't want us anywhere, kind exactly, of. Exactly, yeah. But, I mean, I could tell you the most guns I've had pointed at me at once in a video was, like, seven or eight. And two of them were, like, uh, two of them were Dracos. There was, like, a sawed-off <laughs> shotgun. <bro>. Like, <laughs> That was pretty recently, too. That was really? less than a year ago, bro. He's behind the camera
0: like, I hope this don't go off.
1: Bro, dead ass. I, I, I checked all the mags. I'm like, bro, I can't see a single fucking bullet in here. It's, it's like, you can't stay on top of it from scene to scene, though. Like, I had too much other shit to worry about. So yeah, By the exactly. end of the video, I'm like, fuck. It's either loaded or it isn't. I mean, see, that's wild, bro. And, that's wild. Like, I don't know, bro. I mean... The idea of seven guns pointing at you at once is something that very few people will ever experience in their life. So, I mean... Oh, yeah. I think that's pretty fucking crazy. That, no, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely crazy because I always imagine, like,
0: even, like, watching, like, the big-name people, like, videos, I always imagine when I see, like, 30 people with bullets pointing mm-hmm. at the camera. I'm like, what is that cameraman, like, thinking right now? Like, dang.
1: I used to get in a lot more trouble when I was doing my, like, urban exploration shit in like new york so like we'd be like trying to get on the roofs of these buildings to take pictures and shit and just like yeah. break in entering all the time i have a bunch more crazy stories doing that but like this one building was like 80 something floors or 70 floors i don't remember and me and my buddy got up to the top and at the top of these buildings like if you manage to get up there there's like one door that you have to go through to get to the roof and there's usually an alarm connected to that door yeah. so if you press the press the bar on the door to open it it's supposed to sound. But it sounds like five percent of the time. It's usually like a, a a decoy to like deter people from doing that. Yep, yep. So I kind of just took my chances, pressed the the bar on this one. This fucking loud ass siren goes up in the Dang. stairwell, and my ears are just like fuck me. And I <laughs> jumped up. I've never ran so fast in my life. We ran down. We knew the elevator was gonna go was gonna stop because if the fire alarm's off, the elevator oh, yep, yep, usually. Yep. I thought they are gonna evacuate this 70 story building because of my ass turning the fucking thing off. Bro. So I started sprinting down the stairs. I didn't look back. I have no idea what happened. But by the time I got down uh down to the front, I saw a bunch of bunch of like cruisers like parked out front going oh, and I just walked out of there man. and blended in with the crowd and pretend like nothing fucking happened. I was like sixteen and I did that Dang, shit. <laughs> like, bro, I was
0: probably looking back at the cameras or anything. And then
1: another time we got caught, the security guard was like, Get the fuck down. He was like on the he was on a little balcony like below us or something. Yeah. It was a long ass story, but he met us like halfway down the stairs while we were coming down like dragged us by our arms into the security <laughs> office. And I just rem- remember security was like, look, I don't know how the fuck you got up there, but you need like to tell us. And he's, <laughs> I don't know how you got up there. He's telling us like all the security systems we-, we beat that like I didn't even know were there. He's like, Dude, there was fucking lasers, there was a pressure sensor, there's a fucking bro. He's like, You step on this stair and we get an alarm. I was like, I must have skipped that stair. He's like, Okay, fine. Your legs cross this and and the laser trips or whatever. I'm like I don't know. I guess I stepped over or something like that. Like no, <laughs> that's crazy. It was all by accident. I didn't know that shit was there. But he's like, dude, you managed to get up there without setting any alarms off. I was like, that was just luck, bro. I'm gonna tell you. The <laughs> that's truth. crazy. I'm like, but I will tell you is I've been up here two times before, and I shouldn't have said that because I should have just because t- it seemed like he was being cool about it. Yeah. I was like, dude, I've been up here like two times before. I thought it was just okay. I thought you were allowed to do that shit because I never got in trouble. And he's like, dude, come on, really? And I was like, I don't fucking know. Oh, like, yeah. And, and so he was like, so you really been up here two times before? I was like, yeah, dude. And I showed him a picture of the last time when I was up there. I Dang, took a you was snitching on yourself, bro. I was snitching <laughs> <laughs> on myself for real, but I feel like that helped me get off maybe a little bit. And I was like, fine, I won't ever come back. He's like, yeah, bro, you're trespassed as fuck. Like, d- do we need to walk you out of here or are you going to leave? I was like, nah, bro, I'll leave, I promise. He's like... <laughs> He's like any other day, and if you were a year older, I would have uh, called the cops about this and charged you and shit. Oh, and dang. he was like, but in the spirit of Christmas, because this was like December twentieth or something like that. He's like, and because you're a kid, I'll let you go. I was like, thanks, bro. Like, dude,
0: <laughs> that's like so. That's like some movie shit where like they're like, how'd you do that? And then like they end up like hiring you like as like a fucking <laughs> like like a fucking hacker or something.
1: I thought that was my moment. No, I do it as
0: soon as you explain that story. That's the first thing I went through my head. I'm like. But what is this, like, hire this man? That's like some movie scene, bro.
1: No, for real.
0: Oh, my God. That's crazy, bro.
1: (laughs) Those were fun times.
0: I'm already knowing. Those those are... Those what makes, like... Those little risky moments in life is what makes life at the end of the day.
1: Dude, it's exciting. Yeah, it's
0: exciting. It's adrenaline, bro.
1: It really is. Another time, uh, another crazy thing. My buddy was supposed to go to Oahu in Hawaii, and the day that he, he, like, got there... He said, bro, my homie that I was going with Flakes, and now I'm here alone. I was like, that fucking sucks. This is when I'm living in St. Paul. And this was my buddy Evan that I talked about earlier from Jersey. Um, We had this deal that we made like four years prior. And there's something called the the Stairway to Heaven in Hawaii. And it's this crazy fucking hike. It's illegal. It used to be like an old military, uh, a a set of stairs for the military to reach this radio tower on the top of a mountain. Oh, really? Like that. And it was just the most beautiful fucking place like on earth to us when we were like younger and shit. Yeah. And we saw this other guy like went up there and he like took a video of himself at the top and I was like, damn, I want to fucking do that. And it's, so it's just a legal hike and it's really hard to do without getting caught. Uh, and it's kind of dangerous too. But every, one day I randomly got this call and I'm like, well, what the fuck do you want me to do about that, bro? Like, sorry, your homie ditched you, but like I have a job, yeah, like yeah. I'm working at Honda. I can't just fucking, I can't just leave. And he's like, bro, come hang out. And I was like, so I look at flights, <laughs> bro. And there was a flight that left the next morning at 5 a.m. This is like 8 p.m. the day before. And I was like, damn, I could do this. Like, I could afford this. I'm like, where am I going to stay? I asked my homie. He's like, dude, I rented this like pickup truck and I'm just sleeping in the back. I'm like, bro, are you fucking kidding what? me? What? Right and I'm thinking, shit, if anywhere, if there's anywhere that I'm going to sleep in the back of a truck, it's Hawaii because it's like nice that's enough. It's true, I, guess. I mean, it's true. And it was set up like a kind of like a camper truck almost a little bit. So it wasn't terrible.
0: That's funny, bro. What? So I fucking
1: went there the next day. I almost missed my flight. I remember running through the airport with my phone out with my boarding pass on my phone and being like, sorry, I boarded in like 10 minutes. I boarded 10 minutes and cutting the whole fucking line because I was so late, bro. I was I was sad when I woke up because I was like, damn, I missed it. Because there was just no chance I was going to make it in time. Somehow I did. And then, and then so I land there the next day and we fucking hiked the stairway to heaven that we agreed to do. Like... Four years prior. We said we were going to do it together That's one day. crazy. With these, like, three Australian girls that we met in Hawaii. Dude, it was such a fun fucking time. That was one of the m- best things I've ever done. It was an insane hike, though. We went up the wrong trail and did know. the wrong thing. Oh, really? And so we crossed on, like, military base property on accident. Ooh. Apparently. Oh, damn. We Without even knowing it, bro. Like, yeah. if you look up tri- Tripler Ridge Trail... There's, like, trail sites that tell you all about it and shit, and you need, like, military uh, military identification to get in, like some kind of yeah, clearance you know. or something. And we just fucking walked all over there, walked up, went the back way the wrong way. It wound up taking us eight hours. It was only supposed to take four. We didn't bring any food or water. Damn. We had, like, one bottle of water or something Ooh. like that. No granola bars, nothing. <laughs> hiking up, like, no five. No cliff bars. <laughs> hiking up 3,500 or, like, 5,000 feet or something fucking stupid. I don't think it was 5,000, but it was definitely in the 3,000s eight-mile f- or eight-hour eight, eight hour fucking hike. It was ridiculous, that eight bro. eight-mile hike is crazy. That was my first... It was definitely more than... I don't know, bro, but... That was my first fucking hike, too. That is wild, <laughs> I, bro. If you look at labels as, it, like, not a hike for beginners, it says, like... Intermediate to expert level hike, like oh, bring man. proper gear. I was doing this shit in vans and shorts. Bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. They said, like, wear hiking shoes, bring water, bring Ooh. protein bars and shit. I had no idea about that shit. I know That's your feet were talking, bro. <laughs> oh, the Especially your own
0: vans, bro. I know your toes was.
1: I bought those vans for that hike. I bought brand new ones, and at the end of the hike, I tied the laces together and threw them around a the tree and I left them there.
0: I'm, because dang. they were so muddy, there's like am. a foot of mud. Damn, bro. I know your toes look straight. break dancing in them <laughs> shoes, bro.
1: Oh, they were definitely red. Damn,
0: bro. That's crazy, bro. That's wild bro. <laughs> I, I I want I want I've never done a hike, but I want to go to like Mexico or something and just do like a hike. I, I've never done one. I never like thought I would be like doing because I was like, nah, it's just a hike. But now I want to do one. Never you thought really I would want should, to. Bro. Yeah, it is crazy. so
1: fucking rewarding. When you get to the top, I can imagine. in a bro. nice place. It's so sick. I done a bunch of hikes in Hawaii after that, um, cause I went back. But
0: I would love to do one there. I would love to do one there. Probably
1: one of the best places to hike.
0: Oh, I'm not surprised, bro. <laughs> definitely see
1: volcanoes, and- <laughs> dude. All sorts of crazy shit,
0: dude.
1: I like that stuff a lot. I want to get more into it,
0: dude. Yeah. I always hear. I've been hearing about that recently. I never, I never like cared for that. But now I kind of, as I got older, I'm like, do I definitely want to do that now?
1: Nature's dope, bro. Yeah,
0: bro. Just, that's the yeah, bro. Got to
1: check that shit out.
0: I see. I never was a nature person, bro, before. But now I'm just like. Dude, that would
1: be like a dope experience. There's a lot of cool things to see, bro. Oh, I already know. I got to see it all. That's the type of person I am. I want to go to every fucking country. See, that's what, yep. Every country, bro. I love Mexico right now. Mexico's my favorite place to go. Really?
0: Yeah, bro. I'm going there in uh, October. What part? It's like, bro, I actually do not remember, but it's an island. It's a small island next to, what's like that main, like, Island resort that people always go Cancun? to. Yeah, it's like an island like right next to Cancun. I don't oh, remember the name.
1: I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. is I, that Holbox? Hobo, or whatever the fuck it's called. Isla it, Holbox. I don't. It know It might say. be, bro.
0: I don't. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a. It's or a name. Isla Something like that. Something like that, bro. Okay. <laughs> like because I
1: don't know. Because there's the Yucatan Peninsula, and on the east coast of that peninsula, all the way down, you have a bunch of vacation spots. So the northmost, and the airport that you fly into is Cancun, and about an hour south from there. You have Playa del Carmen, and then about an hour south from there, you have Tulum, and Tulum's where I like to hang out, but yeah, all those spots are beautiful. Yeah,
0: because I remember them saying, because I'm going there for like a wedding, because I'm in like a wedding party for that. Oh, dope. Yeah, but that's going to be lit. Fuck yeah. yeah it's, it's on the be, beach, I'm assuming? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's a resort. All-inclusive, bro. Hell be lit, yeah, bro. That'll be lit. That's fun. But yeah, because I remember them saying, like, you have to drive like an hour from like Cancun, so you might be right.
1: It's probably Playa del Carmen. Yeah,
0: you might be right.
1: Or an island off of Playa del Carmen, which I think is... That's not Island Morges, that is... Actually, I can check it real quick, because I I was just looking at that the other day.
0: Yeah, you actually, like, might be right by that. Uh,
1: I have to check out what this shit is, so I know. Because I need, to like... There's, like, this popular party island everyone... Oh, Cozumel.
0: Dude, I gotta like, figure because I, I don't even know myself. I'm just like, I'm just like going. I'm just like, because I've never been. So <laughs> I like, don't know where he's going. No, literally, literally I'm just going, bro. I'm still gonna get my passport. I'm lacking on that.
1: Oh, fuck. Yeah, you need that, bro. Bro, I know, bro. You know, I got my passport in uh, 18 hours.
0: How <laughs>
1: and like, how is that even possible? So, like, the time, the next time I went to Hawaii after that crazy time, uh, I went with my girl and we. It was this long fucking trip that I did. So I did like a week and some change in L.A. from here and then straight from L.A. to Hawaii. And I was having my girl meet me in Hawaii. So then we met up in Hawaii. And then while we were in Hawaii, we booked a trip to Mexico from Hawaii, like straight there. Dang. And then I was like, fuck, we need passports.
0: Oh, yeah. So I went to
1: the passport office in Hawaii. In person, and I had, ex- I had expedited processing because I had rush travel plans. I said I have emergency travel or whatever. Yep, yep. it's in the next seventy two hours, so I qualify to get it like rushed or something like that. And you I know that was a thing. This, yeah, you can. You have to have a whole. Itinerary, so you have to come in with printouts of your flight information and where you're staying and a reason that you need to go there that makes it like an emergency or something like
0: Dang. that. Dang. I know you can expedite them, but even that, I thought that it still comes like a month or yeah. whatever.
1: T- that's the rule. That's <laughs> what it is. If you look online, that's what it tells you, a month. But if you go there and beg and plead to the right person and they like your story, they can get it done fast enough. And so that's what that's happened. Wow. And that's why... That being in Hawaii works so fucking well. Because how many people do you think on the island of Hawaii or Oahu that day are trying to get a passport? Like, not that many. I think there was four other people in the office when we went. If you go to the Minnesota passport agency, there's probably a lot more fucking people trying to do that shit. So I think on the mainland, it's a lot more inefficient and slow. But in Hawaii, since there was such low volume, they were just able to pump it out real quick. And that's so true, bro. At two p.m. one day, I came, filled out all the information, and then at like one p.m. the next day, I picked it up. And I got a phone call a couple hours before that it was ready and shit. Damn, and that bro, was a day before I lucky. left in Mexico. That's wild. It was a day before my flight. went Damn, broke. bro. So if I didn't, if it if it didn't cancel work, cancel it was like that. a fingers crossed. That it either works or it doesn't. I'll
0: be. <laughs> I'll. I'm scared to take that risk. It's Fuck cancel it, right? The whole trip. Hey, that's true. Hey.
1: <laughs> That's true. Delta will give me my money back for the flights. So
0: That's fac that's facts. And I don't
1: think we booked the Airbnb until no, I think we did. Airbnb is pretty good about that too. If you never stay in the spot, depending on the host cancellation policy, you could usually get like that's, half true. Of back.
0: that's true. That's true because people aren't usually chill about that,
1: right? I guess I just wouldn't, wasn't going to take no for an answer, and I just decided I was going to Mexico. Yeah, and yeah, everything yeah. just had to work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: I feel you're probably just in there, bro. Oh, please, please, I need this passport. <laughs> I need this passport. That's yeah.
1: that's probably what I sounded like. Yeah, that's
0: crazy. So, uh, you, so, you brought up your girl. Let's so uh-huh. get into that. Like, what's your relationship like with your girl? Would you meet her? It's oh. awesome.
1: Uh, we lived together. We met at, we met at Vault in Rain. It's so oh, really? Random. Really? Yeah. Really? She actually came up to me, which is dope. And then, <laughs> and then we kind of just started hanging out. We were together like soon after that. I remember within like the first two weeks of knowing each other, I spent like three nights at her house or some shit like that in a Dang, row. Damn, you fell in love. <laughs> love. <laughs> that shit was ridiculous. And we've been together for over a year. So
0: that's good. That's good.
1: Yeah, bro. It's going smooth.
0: So I remember before the podcast, so he says she was a stripper. So like,
1: yeah, bro, she's a dancer.
0: How how is that like? Because I know that could be like, I feel like that could be hard. So, in your mindset, what is that like? Like, how are you dealing with that?
1: It's tough, bro. You can't have much insecurity. You got to be really secure in yourself and shit. And Very just true. Know that. I mean, for me, it's super easy, and I know it's easier said than done. And most people are not okay with that, and wouldn't be, and I don't expect them to be. But I just think of it as the way of. Uh, she's leaving our place to go do what she has to do and she's coming back to our place at the end of exactly, the night. Exactly, You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I was the last person with her before she left and I'll be the first person when she comes back so I don't really like, it's not like she's out there like, selling pussy and going back to do hotel rooms and shit. Facts, like, facts, I see it as just like, uh, as like a over-sexualized bartender kind of because bartenders yeah, okay. get hit on all night and oh, shit yeah. and they get sexually assaulted and all this fuck shit happens to Female bartenders, so it's really the same industry. It's the same hours. You're entertaining the same fucking people. True. So I mean, she getting she
0: getting her bread. That's all that matters. Oh, hey.
1: Fuck yeah. She bro. getting
0: her bread. I know they make good money.
1: That's for sure, bro. She does great.
0: But anyway, yeah, we're gonna. Uh, I think that's a perfect spot to end the podcast right there. Any last words, my boy?
1: Man, it was real. Thank you for having me, and I hope anyone who listened enjoyed.
0: Hey, no, thank thank you for joining. For real, that was. I like this podcast. I think it's gonna be a good one. that was a lot of. Insight on this podcast. I love it. Awesome. I love it. Well, make sure y'all walk it like you talk it. Xavier Walker, out. Peace.